are the lab doctors. I'm Amanda. I'm Dorothy. And I'm Zhao Yong. We are biomedical researchers who realize we still have a lot to learn about science. So why not join us on this quest? Hey guys, welcome back to another Today We Discuss episode where we will be talking about something that all of us do regularly, sleep. In case you missed it, Today We Discuss episodes are the ones where we have already done the research and we are here to tell you what we have found. So we decided it would be good to talk about sleep because we feel like we are constantly sleep deprived. And it's also a bit strange that some people require, what, five hours of sleep, three hours of sleep, and then they're perfectly fine, good to go, whereas people like me need 20 hours of sleep. <laughs> 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 no, I think upwards of, of eight, upwards of eight for sure. Yeah. I feel like you're just morning people and I'm not. So uh-huh. now it's 7 a.m. FYI, we record at 7 a.m. <laughs> and I'm dying here. <laughs> I'm ready to go. (laughs) So maybe let's go into like what happens when we sleep. Yeah, so basically our body cycles through four stages of sleep. And generally the stages would repeat about four to five times if we have about seven to nine hours of sleep. So these stages of sleep are split into two different phases. One is called non-rapid eye movement stage. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is the rapid eye movement stage or REM sleep and non-REM sleep. Um, So basically the difference between non-REM sleep and REM sleep is just the fact that during REM sleep, there are rapid eye movements. (laughs) (laughs) So So literally. So literally, yeah, REM sleep. And um, so what are these four stages of sleep? So the first one is when we get from being awake and into the light sleep range. So that is non-REM sleep and that's when everything starts slowing down and everything starts relaxing and and you get into a more deep phase of sleep. And then the next stage is light sleep or light sleep to deep sleep. And that's when your body temperature decreases, your eye movements generally stop and then your heart rate and muscles continue to relax with brain waves. So like how active your brain is (laughs) starts decreasing. And then most of the time is spent in this light sleep area. Yeah. So stage two. Yeah, stage two. So then deep sleep, that's when most of the restoration happens. So most of your body kind of shuts down and then it it starts repairing itself if there's any muscle damage and then your brain would start consolidating everything as well. Mm -hmm. And then this is the part of the sleep. If you get more of it in this region, then you generally feel more awake, more refreshed when you wake up. Uh And then lastly, it's REM sleep or the rapid eye movement sleep. And basically your eyes will move rapidly from side to side. So, you know, sometimes when you look at someone's sleep and then eyes are moving them crazily and you feel like they're possessed. Yeah, that's when they're in REM sleep. Possessed is a bit too much. (laughs) I mean, you know, sometimes when people don't really completely close their eyes, you can see it moving. And you're thinking, are they awake? Yeah. yeah. So it's not the eyelid moving? Is the eye? Yeah, it's the eye underneath. Wait, no, I feel like sometimes I see people's eyelids moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's all a bit part of it. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I thought I was seeing the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> rapid lip movement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so that's generally when people have dreams or when they have... Nightmares. <laughs> nightmares. That's when it occurs. And generally during this phase, your brain is more active. Your eyes, I mean, your eyes are more active and, and your heart rate might also increase and all these things happen because, you know, that's the dream phase of sleep. Mm. Yeah. So that is generally what happens when you sleep. But I think later we'll go into a bit on like what are the benefits of sleep and what actually happens to your body when it sleeps. Mm. Yeah. Are there like different durations for each stage of sleep? 
Yeah, so generally, um, you would spend most of your time, like I said, in light sleep. Which is stage two. 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 Yeah, and then REM sleep, then deep sleep, if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, you should spend the least amount of time awake. Because sometimes we might actually wake up, but we don't consciously register that we are awake. Mm. Yeah, but um, if your body has more of this awake part during sleep, it's it actually affects your sleep efficiency and, and how refreshed you feel when you wake up. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, nowadays when people have issues, they go to sleep clinics, then they discover all these kind of things. Uh, yeah, mm, Because they monitor you throughout the night. Yeah, so you think that you are getting maybe eight hours of sleep, but because your awake phase is slightly longer, maybe all you're getting is like six. Mm. Yeah. How do we control this? I mean, I mean it just sounds so... It yeah. just sounds a little bit inefficient, like how we spend more in the light sleep phase, which yeah. is stage two, yeah. when the deep sleep phase, yeah. which is stage three, is the most restorative. Yeah, I have no idea why uh, sometimes our body is just weird. So it's like- um, But it, it's supposed to work. <laughs> I think a lot of times it might be our fault also. They do mention that, you know, maybe if you Restlessness? look at- Yeah, if you look at screens too much before mm-hmm. you sleep, oh. or if you eat before you sleep, all of these things kind of affect- um, When you sleep might also affect all these- small, small things that I believe we're Spoiler. going to. Yeah, <laughs> I believe we're going to. Okay. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, that's the stages of sleep. So how many hours do we need to sleep? Yeah. Like, I feel that I sleep 14 hours on a week. <laughs> <laughs> so the CDC generally recommends for children under five years, they generally need more sleep. Um, it can be up to even 17 hours a day if Whoa, required. I want to be a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but some of the sleep includes naps, so it's not necessarily you know, oh, okay. the entire period of time. Um, children above 6 to 12 years old, they need about 9 to 12 hours, and teenagers 13 to 18 need about 8 to 10 hours. So generally below 18, you also require more than 7 to 8 hours of sleep because you know there's a need to restore, there's a need to help with growth and all these mm, kind of things mm, that mm. your body's going through as well. So generally more sleep. I don't think I adhere to it, and that's why I'm not really my maximum height as I would like to be. <laughs> well, I'm definitely way below average. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, okay. For Asians, I guess. Um, but above 18 to 60, that range is about uh, seven or more hours. So I guess they don't really want to put a cap on how many hours you because should Because you sleep. can't. Yeah. You're working adults. There's yeah. no such thing as more than seven. Yeah, but I guess they don't want to say that, oh, you just need seven. You mm. know, they want to say that if you can get more, please get more. Mm. And that's why seven or more. And then... Uh, Generally, people above 60 require only about seven to seven to nine or seven to eight hours of sleep. Yeah. So how come some people need less sleep then, if this is what the CDC recommends? I feel like we go through this almost every episode. We still don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> this phrase, that's yeah. research for you. Yeah, but that's why there's a lot of interesting things that are still, you know, not really known and there's still a lot of space to research. And in this case, so a research group identified about 50 families of people that generally need less than six and a half hours of sleep and they feel well rested. So what they did was they used this technique called exome genome sequencing. Basically, they just compared genetic sequences between these population of people versus an average population of people. Mm -hmm. And then they try and identify the mutations between the genes that are different that maybe help these people get better sleep. So one of these genes that they found was this ADRB1 gene that codes for a particular protein or a receptor on our cells Mm -hmm. that is called uh, the beta-1 adrenergic receptor. And basically what this thing does is just it receives signals and then it it 
translate that signals into the cell and then it tells the cell what to do. So in this case, they found that people with, you know, in their brains, if they have more of these receptors on their neurons, then the cells are more easily activated and they are more easily awoken from sleep. Oh, so, okay, okay. So, um, but that doesn't really make sense, right? So what if you're like more easily awoken from sleep? Does that correlate to, you know, oh, like better less, sleep? Better sleep? With yeah. less hours. Yeah, with oh, less hours. Okay. Because that just means maybe you're a light sleeper and you can wake up even faster, okay. right? But then they say that there's a correlation relation and they're still investigating basically there are more differences because it cannot be that you know sleep is just controlled by one particular oh, gene yeah, true, true. as with all things you know yeah. <laughs> it's usually controlled by many many different genes mm. and so they say that this is one of the genes that they have looked into that is interesting and ultimately these studies are important because it helps people with sleep issues like me fatigue all the time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it helps people to get better sleep ultimately mm. so all these studies are still very important and they are still underway but do know that they are just very lucky people out there that require less sleep and then there are unlucky people that require more sleep. <laughs> That's so unfair. Yep. Yeah. So I guess talking about, you know, how much sleep we need, does the actual time matter? So like the timing that we go to sleep. So it must we sleep by like 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. Like And does it matter if I sleep eight hours by sleep 3 a.m. to 11 a.m.? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So before we go into does the actual time matter, let's mm-hmm. talk about the circadian rhythm. Yeah. So if you heard of this term before, it's basically like some 24-hour cycle that your body adheres to. Mm-hmm. So the circadian rhythm is affected by a few things. So mm-hmm. one is light or darkness. Uh-huh. So cells in your brain, which is the neurons, respond to light or the absence of light as visualized by your eyes. And then these send signals to your brain and tell yourselves whether you should be sleeping or should be awake. Mm -hmm. Next, it's also controlled by hormones. So one of the hormones that you commonly hear of is melatonin. Melatonin makes you sleepy. It is secreted more at night. Mm. And there's a more morning hormone. This is called cortisol, which is more present in the morning. So another interesting factor is age. So like what Zhao said, babies and kids, they need less sleep. So babies, oh sorry, more sleep. (laughs) So babies only produce melatonin at three months and cortisol develops between two to nine months. And so that's why they have crazy sleeping hours. Mm -hmm. Teens, they have this thing called sleep sleep phase delay. So the melatonin rises nearer like 10 or 11 p.m. or even later, which is why they usually sleep later. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I just found out yeah. like, it's pretty cool. No, that's interesting because I always think about how last time when I was in secondary school or when I was a teen, I can sleep at the way. Yeah, I thought it was like a rebellious thing, you know, like I want to yeah. stay up, maximize yeah. my day. Yeah, but then now I'm like, oh, by 10 p.m. I'm, I'm dead. I need But sleep. are you a teen? No, I just what? This is for teens. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, what but I'm melatonin is, is released yeah. around ten or eleven, oh, yeah, so yeah, then yeah. you fall asleep yeah. after that. So for me, oh, it's yeah, like yeah. it's released at like seven pm. Yeah, <laughs> actually, for like adults our age, twenty plus, yeah. and you know, before you reach the older adult stage, it's around a bit earlier than ten, eleven yeah, pm. Yeah. That's why we are sleepy by ten. By 10 <laughs> I thought it was so. It is aging. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's really work. Really. Oh, <laughs> Maybe a bit, but okay, yeah. <laughs> And then for older adults, they tend to go to bed earlier and wake up earlier. And all mm. this is part of your sleep cycle as well. So it's, it's just natural. Yeah. And lastly, it's temperature. Mm-hmm. So temperature drops when you sleep and rises when you're awake. Mm-hmm. So I think we can think of it as like why animals hibernate in the winter because the temperature drops and they uh, okay. it's easier to go to sleep. Yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. So for light, 
I think it's quite interesting because, you know, how come we are daytime beings? Mm -hmm. I don't think it's like purely that because we can see things in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's very important, but it's really because light um, suppresses melatonin expression. And it's like blue light especially suppress melatonin, which prevents you from sleeping. Yeah, so blue light exposure could delay the circadian rhythm Mm -hmm. and promotes alertness-related subcortical structures and limbic area. So this sounds very chim, but basically it promotes brain function. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so basically if there's no light or less blue light, you should be able to sleep more. And therefore, like maybe if you want to use your phone at night, you should just use the blue light filter or just don't use your phone. Mm. (laughs) And it's quite interesting. Perpetually on because I want to sleep all day. And cause you, <laughs> oh really? I thought it's just you want to protect your eyes or something. <laughs> no, mainly it's I want to sleep all day. <laughs> but you still get light from the sun. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it doesn't sleep. really work. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was quite interesting because um, mm-hmm. when I went to the TCM last time, the traditional Chinese medicine guy, right? Yeah. He he told me like I needed to sleep early. I can't remember what was my issue, like back pain or something. Mm-hmm. But he was like your liver's not fine. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what <that> <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> and he's like, you need to sleep earlier because there's different timings of the day which your body heals different parts of your bo- like uh, the organs, different oh, organs. Okay. So that's according to TCM. Uh-huh. Uh, they said, you know, different timing. And then like, so maybe like three to 5 a.m. is the yep. lungs. And then like- I think 11 to two is the liver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he asked me to sleep earlier. Is this earlier. for real? <laughs> mm, I mean, according to TCM, I- Oh yeah, there's like the chi and the yin and the yang. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. too sure how to yeah. <laughs> explain too much, but they believe. And so, like interesting things, like uh, why you need eat breakfast because in the morning it's for your stomach or something like that. Uh, I don't want to talk too much because I, I don't really understand. But it's kind of cool. It's like, interesting if you it's believe, in, yeah. and I think maybe there's some reason for how they study all these things. Yeah. There's for sure some correlation. Yeah, might not be causation, but yeah. I'm sure there's something there. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. that it's not really like put into actual this is what happens and then mm-hmm. this is why yeah mm. so i'm sure we all know of people especially around our age who work a lot during the weekdays and then they think oh but i'll just catch up all my sleep on the weekends mm. can you make up for sleep deprivation though so the answer still not very sure but one study they did a small group study of 36 volunteers. So this okay. study is done by University of Colorado Boulder. Oh, okay. And basically these volunteers are 18 to 39 years old. They split them into three groups over nine nights. So for the first group is like, they get to sleep nine hours every night. Oh, the mm. best group. <laughs> <laughs> the second group, five hours every night. So these are the stri- sleep restricted people. Mm-hmm. And the last group is five hours for the first five days. And then no restriction on the weekends. And then after that, two more five-hour weekdays. Mm -hmm. So they tracked the eating habits and insulin sensitivity because previous studies link lack of sleep to insulin sensitivity, which makes chronically poor sleepers more at risk of diabetes. And poor sleep is also linked to obesity cause of more nighttime snacking. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And they found that group two, which is the sleep, restricted people, they gained weight and had reduced insulin sensitivity during the study period. So it's quite interesting how fast these effects are. And the third group, which are the ones that they get to sleep more on the weekends, Mm -hmm. they also gain weight 
because of late night snacking, yep. although they snack less than the sleep-restricted people. Mm. And the gains disappeared after the weekend. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, there's no other metabolic benefit of mm-hmm. catching up on your sleep on the weekend. In fact, they found that there's a 9 to 27% decline in whole body insulin sensitivity. Mm. So actually, they think that it's worse yeah. to catch up on your sleep during the weekends. So the answer is actually like kind of. Yeah. You will kind of recover from your sleep, then maybe you feel well rested. Mm-hmm. But another study also found that it would take four days to fully recover yeah. from one hour of lost sleep. Yeah. Which is crazy because like you need four days of sleep. And also another thing is that if you sleep mm-hmm. longer on the weekends, it will throw off your whole body clock. Right, right, I mean, right. if you know your body yeah. clock, you know, once you become walking adult, yeah. usually it will be like, why am I waking up at 8 a.m. on a, on a, a weekend, a weekend yeah. when I want to sleep in? But yeah. that's just your own schedule. Yeah. So when you sleep more, when you force yourself to sleep more on a weekend, it will probably throw your sleeping schedule off. And then maybe in the week, Day. In the weekday, the coming mm. Monday or Sunday night, yep. you might not be able to sleep at the time you need to sleep. Yeah. And then you get shorter sleeping hours and then the cycle repeats. Yeah. Mm. So it's not very good. Mm. I see. So what about making it up with naps on the same day, I guess? Or like whenever you want. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the articles I found said that while a quick nap can provide a boost of energy, which mm-hmm. I think we all agree, yep. it's not suitable for quality sleep at night because it does not involve uh, moving through the stages of sleep uh, in right, the same right, way right. as when we sleep. Yeah, so the four stages the four that Joel mentioned. Mm. And this often also throws off the sleeping schedule. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's not very good because yep. you cannot fall asleep at night maybe. And sometimes long naps can also make you wake up feeling disoriented and sluggish, which is what I I feel. Sometimes you just feel worse. And I get headaches sleeping in the afternoon. I don't know why. Me too. So although napping is not really bad, relying on naps to cope with the regular sleep deprivation isn't the best. Yeah. So if you need a nap, what this article recommends is to keep it short, less than 30 minutes. And that will really just give you the boost of energy you need, but not probably not affect your sleeping cycle. Mm. So conclusion from all this is to sleep your normal sleeping hours as best as possible and don't throw your body clock on the weekends and keep to the gold standard of seven hours. Mm. Okay. Okay. Minimum, <laughs> yes. Great. So knowing that, what exactly are the benefits of sleep? Okay, so maybe to answer this question, I'll answer it by the opposite. So mm-hmm. what does sleep deprivation do to your health and okay. well-being? Yeah. So as we've said previously that the body heals itself and restores its chemical balance during sleep, right? Yeah. So one of the things that are affected is your brain and central nervous system. So without enough sleep, one of the major process affected is the pathway formation between the nerve cells in your brain, which I think we've kind of touched on just now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the impact of this may manifest in the form of both short term and long-term memory issues, trouble with thinking and concentrating, and maybe even reduce coordination. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So chronic sleep deprivation is also linked to mental health, which may lead to psychological risks such as impulsive behavior, anxiety, depression, and paranoia. And Mm. for some people who have bipolar disorder, I think it also exacerbates the mania phase. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is very scary, actually. Oh, and furthermore, the signals that your body sends may also be delayed. So it decreases your coordination and increases your risk of accidents, which is why they say like don't 
drive, drive. when you mm-hmm. when you lack sleep. Yeah, apparently it's worse than drunk than driving. Drunk driving, really. But also, don't do both. The point <laughs> is, don't do both. Yeah, the, the point is, it's actually very dangerous. So besides your brain, right, Um, the other system that is affected is your immune system. Oh. Yeah. So your immune system, as we've talked about in all the vaccine episodes, so <laughs> if you haven't catch that, you should. Yeah. It's super <laughs> important in defending your body against illnesses and infections. So right. actually, after a lot of diseases that we encounter, our body actually can fight it mm. by itself. Uh, Even COVID, actually. So if you think about it, some people recover without any intervention. Yeah. Right, right. It's possible. Yeah. So the lack of sleep actually increases your likelihood of falling sick when you are exposed to germ just because your immune system is affected. And it may also prolong your duration of recovery because yeah. mm. the body just takes longer to combat the disease. Yeah. I guess that's why doctors tell you go to sleep when you're sick. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. enough rest. Yeah. 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 So I think Dorothy also touched on this just now. So metabolically, lack of sleep affects insulin sensitivity. Mm. But it's also been shown that uh, it can affect the body's release of insulin. That's why too little sleep may increase your risk of diabetes. Right. Uh. And uh, besides late night snacking, sleep deprived people are also more prone to weight gain because of the chemicals that signals your brain that you are full are off balance. So right, the whole right, right. ghrelin and, and leptin. leptin yeah. yeah. So your brain isn't as sensitive to tell your body that, oh, I'm full already. So yeah. then you end up overeating. Oh, so that's why they snack more also mm, during yeah. the study, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's also uh, a bit of a hormonal thing, not just I'm bored when I haven't yeah, yeah, slept. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's so many things. Okay. The next <laughs> thing is your cardiovascular system. So right. I'm sure y'all have heard that um, not sleeping enough is bad for your heart. Yes. Uh, so actually studies have shown that less than five hours of sleep per night can increase your risk of high blood pressure. And there was also one study that linked insomnia to increased risk of heart attacks and stroke. Oh mm. my goodness. Yeah. That's scary. Yep. Okay, moving on. Let me tell you all the bad things about sleep deprivation. So besides insulin, production of other hormones are also dependent on your sleep. So Mm. for example, men who do not have enough sleep may experience a drop in testosterone Mm -hmm. leading to decreased libido. Mm. Growth hormone production, which is essential for our body to build muscle mass and repair cells, may also be affected by interrupted sleep. That's why kids and teenagers, they Mm. need more sleep Mm. because um, it helps with growth hormone production. And yeah, so then obviously that's very important. And that's why I'm shocked. (laughs) That's why they say like, when you sleep, you can grow. And then when you sleep, you can lose weight. It's like all these are biologically true. It's actually a hormonal thing. Yeah. Oh, so um, maybe I'll just conclude on this. Mm-hmm. There has been a study to try and figure out what's the effect of not enough sleep. So like lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. So the study actually showed, it was actually quite a big study of 1.4 million participants wow. across mm-hmm. 27 cohorts. And they showed that a short duration of sleep, so generally less than four to seven hours, was associated with a 12% greater risk of death. <gasps> like all cause mortality. So they just... It doesn't matter what they die from, just yeah. all costs. Yeah. But interestingly, they also showed that long duration of sleep, so more than eight or nine hours, actually increased risk of death by 30%. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> which is even so higher. It's higher. So the lack of sleep, less sleep is 12%, but yeah. too much sleep is 30%. And it's an effect that is more apparent in the older population. So, but actually what the study concluded, uh-huh. or at least hypothesized, is that it may be an indicator of an undiagnosed comorbidity. Oh. So right, that's right. why oh, they okay, sleep right. too much. Yeah. So actually they didn't control for that confounding factor. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you are sleeping too much, it may 
be a signifier that. I guess if you're sleeping too much when you are normally a person who only sleep seven mm. hours, for example, mm. then it'll be bad. But if you have been sleeping a lot your whole life, I don't think it's yeah. something scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, if it's out of the normal. So how do we get better sleep then? Okay, so I think we've all touched a bit on it. So establishing a regular schedule. So like you said, even yeah. on the weekends, you should try to keep to your regular sleep schedule because mm. frequently changing that confuses your body's biological clock and your circadian rhythm. Yeah. Right. So to help you stick to a schedule, a lot of people recommend having a bedtime routine that is calming. So like maybe uh-huh. reading a okay. book or listening to chill tunes and then it will kind of tell your body, okay, it's time to sleep. We're going to sleep soon. So yeah. Or use my phone. <laughs> That's my sleeping routine. <laughs> no, but like you said blue light suppresses melatonin, blue light right? Well, okay, okay, okay. Sleep, reading a book will definitely make me sleep. Yeah, so maybe that's what, <laughs> that's what you should try. So another obvious thing is to be careful of what you drink. So uh-huh. obviously coffee, which contains oh, yeah. caffeine, which yeah. is a stimulant, keeps you awake. So they say you should avoid it about 10 to 12 hours before sleep. But again, this is dependent, dependent on, on, the, yeah, on, on the individual. Okay. So another thing that you should avoid actually is alcohol. So alcohol right. is a sedative actually, uh-huh. but then it will disrupt your quality of sleep. So yeah. it will disrupt uh, deep restorative sleep. Right. So even though it makes you sleep, it affects the restorative processes in sleep. Right, so right. they say, um, try to avoid alcohol within three hours of sleeping. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for foods, you should also cut back on sugary foods and refined carbohydrates because mm-hmm. it can trigger wakefulness at night. So mm-hmm. consider lighter foods like whole grain cereal or a banana, or you can even drink things like hot milk or herbal tea. So that one is to like, calm yourself down. I always so, eat ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Before sleeping. <laughs> oh yeah, so actually if you eat ice cream which is um full Sugary. of refined sugar, yeah. it may make you sleepy. Yeah. Because it's milky and everything, but it triggers wakefulness. So you might actually get worse sleep even though you fall asleep faster. Oh. Yeah. So same as like white alcohol, because even though it's a sedative, it yeah. will affect your quality of sleep. Mm. Right. Yeah, so those are some of the things that you can do to get better sleep. Uh, so I guess the last thing is, you know, we always hear exercising before sleep is bad for sleep. Is there any truth to that? So exercise is important for good sleep. So regular exercise or short bouts of exercise actually improves sleep time, sleep quality and time spent falling asleep. So mm. exercise also may reduce symptoms of sleep disorders such as sleep apnea and sleep related disorders. Mm. But does when you exercise matter? So this is going to be a very research answer because many studies have been conducted, but there's no conclusive. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing conclusive. So um, currently the science points to there being no best time of the day to exercise as it is dependent on individual factors. So it depends on the person themselves. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like exercising in the morning helps you sleep better, do that. If mm-hmm. you feel that exercising in the evenings makes you sleep better, then just do that. Mm-hmm. Mm. But the rule of thumb is aerobic exercises in the morning and afternoon actually stimulates earlier melatonin release. So it might help you fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And then for people who exercise outdoors, there's that added benefit of exposure to light. So um, it kind of sets your body clock because you are exposed to light. Right, right. And then research has also found that evening exercise may negatively affect your sleep quality for early birds, but not for night owls. So it's the whole, it depends on the individual thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So for most people, moderate intensity exercise does not have a detrimental effect on sleep as long as it ends one and a half hours before sleep to allow enough time for the endorphins and mm-hmm. your core body temperature to return to the levels that are favorable to sleep. 
Right. Yeah. So at the end of the day, the current advice is to do aerobic, like running or resistance, like weightlifting training in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then it can help you fall asleep better at night. Whereas high intensity exercise should be done in the afternoon or early evening. And that may promote sound sleep. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, the most important factor is you. So you just decide your yeah. life. <laughs> Whatever works best for you. Yeah. So it's such a science answer, but I mean, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's up to the individual to find out, you know, mm. yeah, what yeah. works best. So you conduct an experiment on yeah. your own. <laughs> <laughs> Be a mini scientist. So to summarize, our sleep is broken up into four different stages. There are three non-REM sleep stages and one REM sleep stage. Um, then also... In general, we require about seven to eight hours of sleep if you are in the 18 to 60 age range. And lastly, there are some people that definitely need less sleep than others and scientists are still trying to find out why. So we suggest to keep to your normal sleeping hours, Mm -hmm. even on a weekend, so you don't throw your body clock off. Yes, and sleep is definitely important because lack of sleep actually affects a lot of your system, so such as your brain, your immune system, your hormone regulation, which will affect other disease conditions. And as for exercise, you just do you. (laughs) Whatever works for you, works for you. So just do that. Yep. So as usual, you can find us on Spotify and YouTube. Uh, Giving us a like and a subscribe will really help us a lot. You can also follow us on our social medias such as Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. You can also ask us questions by sending us a DM on social media or sending us an email at thelabdoctors at gmail.com. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode, definitely share it with your friends so that uh, more people will learn about science. Thank you. Good night. (laughs) Good night.